So when we had a dialogue with with the Xbox for the first time, I think, you know, 18 months ago or so, what was interesting was that we sat down, we presented our pitch and they started looking at each other. And, you know, we were, you know, kind of worrying, like, what's going on here? Why are they looking at each other like that? And then when we were done with the pitch, they actually told us, you know, we've been we've been thinking exactly the same as you've been. There is an audience here that there's this untapped potential. There is room for an offering like this. But we've just haven't felt like we've had the audio brand to carry it. And if you guys hadn't reached out to us, wow. we would have probably reached out to you. Um, wow, so it was just an instant match. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bio Podcast. Bio Podcast today on the topic of gaming. And I have Sandra Barkley here with me today. So um, to those of you who haven't listened in before, thank you so much for listening in on Bio Podcast. This is an offer for all monobrand partners and uh, front-end representatives who are selling Bang Olsen products and servicing Bang Olsen products. So gaming, Sandre, thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited about this topic. Thank you for having me. I have a 12-year at home, so you can imagine there's uh, gaming going on. It's... Uh, not uh, something I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I guess gaming in itself is something that's always been part of my life. Mm -hmm. Not that I've been sort of a, what a lot of people will determine as a or see as a traditional gamer in that sense. A true gamer. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but it's always been sort of an yeah an interesting yeah. topic. And I guess how uh, long time have you been with Bang Notes? Well, I'm now in my third, three and a half years, I think. So it's mostly been the gaming that you've been working on from when you started? Or? Yeah, I mean, it was a topic that was became relevant. Or, I mean, it was relevant way before, but it, at least we started looking at um, when I started um, working here. And uh, it sort of have followed through that path. So it's it's been an exciting topic to see, especially internally, you know, how you start from an idea yeah. and, and something that is quite unfamiliar uh, to a lot of people. And then, you know, you, you uh, dive into it, you research, uh, you, you start seeing sort of the, the potential in it. And then uh, it's the whole journey of convincing people. And, and really, while we've done that internally, I think we've seen also on a global scale uh, externally that, that gaming is just something that's become super, super relevant. So the, uh, the, the start of everything about three years ago has really turned out to be good timing? or Yeah, I think you, you can definitely say that. I mean, it's it's seldom that you can say that the pandemic in itself has, has been a good timing. But I think from the at least universe of gaming or from the perspective of gaming, I mean, that's something that has been really elevated throughout the pandemic. Uh, we've seen, I do believe that a year or so ago, there were, they estimated that there's approximately 2.7, 2.8 billion gamers globally wow. spread across, you know, uh, geographies, genders, yeah. Um, yeah, age groups and so on. And they, the anticipation was that during 2020, we would surpass 3 billion. And I do believe we're past okay. that now. So, so uh, it's, it makes pretty good sense that we, uh, we started thinking into gaming as well. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, why, um, you know, the first thing I kind of thought of when I, when I saw our partnership with Xbox was like, why Xbox actually? Why, why didn't we go for PlayStation or why Xbox? Yeah, and that's a good question that I think it, it would be natural to ask yourself. Um, truth be told, I mean, we, we're always out and, and assessing all kinds of opportunities. Uh, we always investigate, try to investigate at least every alley. Um, and for this product, we wanted to make sure that we... Um, we went in with a partner or several partners that could help us 
become a stronger brand within gaming. There are certain things that are important in the gaming space. Um, and we saw that, you know, some of them we could deliver. One of them is, for instance, I mean, if you look at the capabilities of products, people are looking for sound quality, which is something we know that Bang & Olsen have a pretty successful history of delivering. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is, you know, comfort and, and these kind of things, which we also know that we we are quite strong on. But we also know that, you know, we're not that familiar probably in the gaming universe so far. So we wanted to go in with some partners that could help elevate our brand in the space. Um, but that at the same time also saw the same potential as we did, which was important to us. I mean, we we wanted to bring in something authentic. Mm-hmm. And and um, so when we had a dialogue with with uh, Xbox for the first time, I think, you know, 18 months ago or so, what was interesting was that we sat down, we presented our pitch, and they started looking at each other. And, you know, we were, you know, kind of worrying, like, what's going on here? Why are they looking at each other like that? And then when we were done with the pitch, they actually told us, you know, we've been we've been thinking exactly the same as you've been. There is an audience here that there's this untapped potential. There is room for an offering like this. Um, but we've just haven't felt like we've had the audio brand to carry it. And if you guys hadn't reached out to us, wow. we would have probably reached out to you. Um, oh, so it was just an instant match. And oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good story. So so they were really thinking the same as we were. So a perfect match, I guess, really. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that you mentioned a couple of qualities like, you know, we have, of course, our amazing uh, quality in our headphones already, comfort and everything. Are those actually the requirements that uh, a gamer is looking for or what are those main requirements? Yeah, I think that's what also has been quite interesting to see. I think when you look at the market in itself, um, it's quite a... I mean, at least in the hardware space, it's been quite a secluded market in itself. It's sort of its own bubble. Um, it's not something you see a lot of the traditional competitors of ourselves, at least if you look at it that way, uh, being in that space. So quite interesting how it's like that bubble has developed on its own. Because when you start looking at the needs and what the customers are actually looking for when they go out and purchase, mm-hmm. it's more or less the same as people who go out and purchase regular headphones, right? Uh, the, the top three are usually uh, the sound. And the comfort. And then the last one, which is kind of the one that, that probably makes sense that are a bit different, is the technology. You yeah. need to have the right technology to deliver, you know, what we call low latency sound, mm-hmm. sound that is fast paced, so you don't experience any lag uh, mm-hmm. on the on the audio line. Um, and essentially also, of course, good microphones and these kind of things that, that enable you to communicate with, with so, friends or whoever you're playing yeah. with. But, so so lacking isn't only the network where your son is yelling, it's lagging. It's, it could also be actually the sound coming from the the gaming into the headset. So, exactly. And yeah. specifically for, I mean, I think you might have experienced the same on a movie once when you watch mm. it on a TV oh, yeah. or through headphones and yeah. then you see the mouths moving oh, I hate and then the sound <laughs> comes afterwards. And it's, it's essentially the same for gaming, yeah. Yeah. but it's just so much more important, especially in these fast-paced games where, you know, um, you're going to hunt down or track an enemy or something. Everything yeah. that can give you a little advantage is really important. I can imagine so. So how do you identify a customer? Like uh, who, who is that gamer when they walk into the store? Well, I think, I mean, it's a very good question because I think it's it's almost like asking how do you identify uh, a video watcher or a, a book reader? I mean, it's mm. or a music listener. Yeah. I mean, I think we've come so far. <clears throat> and as I mentioned with you know, with more than 3 billion gamers in the world, it's not like you can define anymore that this person is necessarily a gamer or this person is a Netflixer or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, it's become something that's turning into a natural part of people's life. Mm-hmm. They play games to, 
you know, be social, to, um, you know, disconnect their mind after a long day of work, um, to solve puzzles. I mean, there's so many reasons for why you, yeah. you play games. And I think that's really at least where we've seen the potential in gaming because more than 3 billion gamers, you're going to hear me repeat that a lot. <laughs> um, but that means that there's a lot of demographics. There's mm -hmm. a lot of, um, you know, uh, places around the world. There's a lot of people in different situations, in different places and times of their lives. Mm -hmm. But in the hardware market specifically, up until this point, you've more or less only seen one type of product mm -hmm. targeted towards a young segment. There's, you know, uh, a lot of colors, very colorful products, a lot of plastic. Yeah. And it seems to be very sort of focused in on one group instead mm -hmm. of actually talking to a big audience, which which the gaming market is. Yeah. So that's where we feel like we're going to come in and, and play a role. Yeah. So the, the our partners, are, the stores are really into a, a new business here where there is a, a big opportunity. At least it sounds that way with that number of gaming gamers. Uh, 30 plus, I remember you said at one point, you know, target audience. But of course, you know, anyone really uh, into a, a comfortable and, and good headset could could really use them. But I guess price-wise, is that that's mainly the target audience? Or? Yeah, of course. Like with, with most B&O products, I'd say mm -hmm. we're, of course, talking to what you can call a niche audience. Yeah. Somebody who are willing to spend a little extra for that uh, quality mm -hmm. and, and for something that is special. And it isn't necessarily anything different here. I think what we see is that, you know, um, people tend to imagine that gamers are very young, which is not necessarily not true. But I think most people will be surprised when they know sort of or, or read up on the average age of gamers in, mm -hmm. in their own country and people who watch, you know, Twitch and these kind of things. It is usually 30 plus. So is it going to be difficult for someone in the store who isn't a gamer themselves to identify with this? Will they be able to, you know, which requirements should they focus on in the stores to, to really get on to catching that, that, uh, that customer's attention? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I think in the same sense as sort of, you know, when you have a customer coming in and you want to show them why they should purchase your speakers, I mean, you, you often have a tune yourself that you like to play uh, to sort of show mm. the capabilities, but you can often also ask them sort of what's your favorite song? What's a song you have a reference to? And I think, you know, it would only be natural to approach this in the same way uh, when it comes to gaming. So whether that's, you know, having uh, an Xbox in the store that lets people, yeah, you know, try out a few that, games. Yeah, or... Are they able to do that? Do definitely, think, yeah. definitely. Okay. And that's something you can use for more than just the showcasing the portal headphones. I mean, I think in general, that's a nice addition to any store. I, I can remember myself when I was younger and wanting to go into a B&O store to, you know, watch movie demos. I mean, mm. that's how I grew up knowing that Bang & Olsen is an insanely cool brand. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. doing those kind of things to to drag in people and to really show people the capabilities of, of our products, I think is it's only natural. Yeah. Sounds like a really good plan to be able to actually play out there. Just got to watch out. It doesn't take up all the break time. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I remember uh, reading about Astralis. Who uh, Astralis is also is a team of gamers that we've uh, partnered up with as well. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we've entered a strategic partnership together with Astralis uh, or the Astralis Group, which is sort of the overarching umbrella. Um, some of you might have heard about it. Uh, for those of you who haven't, it is, I think, known as one of the more progressive um, 
esports franchises in the world. So it started out as a as a team that played Counter Strike, mm-hmm. which is a uh, first person shooter game uh, where you are sort of there's there's two groups. There's a group of terrorists and a group of counter terrorists, <laughs> and the whole mission is sort of to take out uh, the other okay. team. Um, and that's become a very sort of popular sport mm-hmm. globally that people both watch and play. Um, and this team is sort of since I guess 2015, 2016 have been one of the consistently sort of overperforming, always in the top of the world when it comes to that. And then to their franchise, they've added two other teams, one that plays a game called League of Legends, which mm-hmm. is more of a fantasy game, and one that plays FIFA, which is football, uh, football which hopefully, <laughs> I knew that one. exactly. Um, and what's cool about Astralis is, well, they're also Danish. So when we also sat down to have a dialogue with them, they really felt like there was a connection here. Mm. And they've always uh, been one of the franchises, so to say, within esports that are really pushing the boundaries of what's perceived as the norm. Mm-hmm. So I think if you think of an esports team or a professional gamer, I mean, you, you create images in your head. Yeah. Um, uh, and these guys have sort of pushed the boundaries there and always said, but hey, what's different from esports and regular sports? Why mm-hmm. should we treat it differently? Mm-hmm. These are athletes just as a you know yeah i I don't think you can sit down eight hours and play a video game or play fifa or whatever without having a pretty good uh i don't know health at least no exactly and (laughs) i mean it's sitting down you have to do exercise somewhere so they're pretty they're they're probably in good shape exactly so they're you know they have a nutritionist they have psychologists they have people i mean they're traveling you know 300 days a year Mm. during normal times at least um, so when we s- sat down to also scope out the partnership with Astralis, it wasn't only about sponsoring them in the game. It was also to show that we, you know, we really embrace that approach that they have mm-hmm. towards gaming and towards driving performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long-term partnership. So it's also, you know, us saying that we, we want to embrace every aspect of what they do. Like you said, when they work out, they're going to be wearing BNO products. When they travel, they'll be wearing H95s or, you know, portals, whatnot. So they won't necessarily be wearing the portal or any other heads, headphone when they're actually doing competitions? or. It actually, it's going to depend a bit on the teams. So okay. the FIFA team um, will probably see wearing the headphones a lot because that's the team that we're sort of focusing in a bit on because mm-hmm. it is a very accessible game and they have some of the best FIFA players in the world. Mm. Um, and for the other teams, I mean, it is actually not very normal that they use Um, normal headphones when they're playing they often use in-ears and then they wear these big helicopter uh, sort of noise cancelling headphones do you know why there are several reasons i think but one of them is usually they're sitting in huge arenas uh, with thousands of Mm. fans Mm. and they're not supposed to hear anything of what's going on around them so they really need to be focused well i can Um, tell you that i let my son try the portal and the first thing he actually did say was mom i can't hear you yay exactly (laughs) so i guess our headphones are also blocking out (laughs) they are probably i'm not sure they block out a a stadium with fifty thousand fans or so (laughs) but i mean an important feature of the portal is is definitely us introducing ANC, which is not something you typically see in gaming headphones. Okay. But then again, um, the portal is a bit different. We want to have that dual use case to it. Mm-hmm. So whether it's you playing games in an environment where you want to block out external mm-hmm. noise, you know, everybody doesn't have necessarily a gaming room or, mm. you know, somewhere where they can sit in peace. Mm. Um, and we also see gaming being something that's brought more on the go, right? It's something you play 
uh, more and portable devices. We yeah. see cloud gaming coming up forward as one of the biggest trends over the next couple of years. So it's also about offering that opportunity to either play games or just use the headphones mm -hmm. like you would use any other piano headphone when you're traveling, when you're at yeah. work, when you want to close out and sort of immerse yourself into your sound. So I think that ANC adds quite a lot in a, yeah. in a good way and adds imagine. the flexibility to the product. And the Dolby Atmos, uh, probably a, a really great experience to to hear all that shooting going on all exactly. <laughs> in another world than rather than just a pair of ordinary both, you know, at the same time in both years. But yeah. but really getting that surround experience. For sure. So the surround experience and that you, you'll get both on Xbox and, and PC when you're connected through a USB-C. I mean, that's definitely also a, a unique uh, aspect to the portal. Mm. And uh, I think people who are familiar with our sound familiar with our headphones is definitely going to get sort of a not an aha moment but it, it is really different when you try that on it yeah. gives you a another dimension quite literally to uh yeah. to the whole sound uh, stage so that's cool yeah i i tried and i can actually confirm that yeah <laughs> i mean i didn't I, I haven't played the game but i had to you know try and listen in on overwatch i think he was he was playing when i heard it it really sounded great yeah and you just mentioned you know pc and how about the other gaming um platforms uh, are we like narrowing it down because of xbox are we still open to to any gaming platform no i think we'll see that that uh, i mean xbox is a start for us mm -hmm. um as we touched upon a little earlier it is uh, a partner that really embraced what we wanted to do mm -hmm. and um, they saw the same potential so it, it resonated with us to start out with that um but we're also of course very you know understanding that depending on the markets depending on on where you're in the world there are there are different platforms there's different consoles so we'll we'll you know i think the thing of bno has always been to try to be agnostic mm -hmm. uh, and try to be open to you know whatever the user desires what's nice about the portal is you know it has the wireless connectivity to xbox um, and then it has the bluetooth 5.1 uh, which allows you to connect pretty seamlessly to a lot of other platforms but then you also have the the USB-C and the line-in cables that you can use for, for other devices. Me personally, I, I play on a PlayStation as well. I use the uh, the line-in right now to my controller, play, oh, you know, okay. microphones working, yeah. play quite flawlessly together with my friends. And then you'll see down the line that we'll add to the offering with, with different connectivity opportunities so that if you're in a market where, you know, it's heavily predominant for, I guess, Nintendo Switch or, you know, okay. PlayStation, then uh, you'll see more options down the line. So um, gaming, this is only the beginning. So there's a, a long future ahead of us in gaming. How do you see that evolving? Yeah, definitely. I think um, this is one headphone. But for me, it's only natural, at least, seeing seeing the development of the market, mm -hmm. seeing how much gaming has become a, a normal part of our lives, just like movies or music in the last couple of years. Um, I think it, it should be something that we pursue. Uh, in one shape or another. So at least from a roadmap perspective, that's that's definitely something that we're exploring further. I mean, we are a company that are in a unique position to deliver or convey entertainment at the end of the day, whether that's for music, whether that's for movies, uh, whether that's for gaming. I think we should be, you know, open, uh, yeah. realizing that we are in, in a position where we can do that in, in a very unique way. And uh, there are some people that would be interested in, in yeah, having that sort of, uh, that need uh, conveyed by us. 
Sounds like there's a really exciting uh, future ahead of us in, in gaming. So just as a final comment, I'm a little curious. Um, coming from a world where the last um, <clears throat> game I played was more or less Pac-Man, <laughs> uh, what would you uh, suggest? What's your favorite game? So uh, I'm motivated to go home and try something. Yeah, okay. That's, that's an interesting one. Uh, but I like the attitude. Um, <laughs> no, as I said, I mean, I think before this project, I wasn't necessarily uh, um, a traditional gamer myself. I mean, I, my personally, I like like simulator, so I've mm -hmm. always been playing, you know, football manager, these kind of things. I'm a, I'm supporting a, a team that's not that that good in reality, so I need to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> help them succeed in a in a virtual world. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it really depends. I mean, that's that's the good thing about gaming. Uh, I think there's something some, for for yeah. every taste. Yeah. And uh, depending on what you like yourself, I, I would just uh, encourage you to to you know explore that and find your genre. And then there's tons of games to try out out there, which I'm sure you'll you'll love, just like you love Pac-Man. <laughs> Just like I used to like Pac-Man. Thank you so much, Sandra. It's really, really been a pleasure. And I've learned much more. And I hope our listeners have too. I'm sure they have. Thanks again so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.